Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Jacob Kaufman. I'm Nerd on the Street, and we are here with our second ever Nerd on the Street podcast. I'm here with Devin. Hello. Michael. Hello. And Tyler, who you may recognize from some of our entertainment videos. Hi. So, yeah, we've got four people on the same mumble room doing the podcast, so that's more people than we normally have, so this should be very fun. And, yeah, we're on the Nerd on the Street modded server right now. Michael just died. Michael, you better go get your stuff. Uh, you, I, you don't want to know where I just died. You know that I have not died once since we started this, right, Michael? Yeah, you did. No, wait, no, you didn't. Nope. That was me. So I was, uh, I was going through my, I have a notebook that I write down stuff for Nerd on the Street in, and I found the page that I was writing about the Summer SG Challenge in, and I, um, it was kind of funny. I had, you know, the two teams were the Stargate Goers and the City Dwellers, but, uh, for some reason the original name i had for the city dwellers was the close range doers so i thought that was interesting this podcast is not interesting at all right now devin what what's been going on in my life yeah how how are you devin i'm sort of okay i guess i mean i just did bad on a math test i just did pretty well on a government test so that's nice my cousin came in from out of town over spring break, and I hung out with her for uh, most of spring break. She lives in Florida. Guys. What? There's lots of spiders in front of me, and they're scaring me. Tyler, I'm cutting that out. Please do. Um, anything else going on, Devin? Last week was spring break, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then the week before that was the week before spring break, then, in turn. So, yeah, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I'm smart. But anyways, the week before spring break, I had a lot of projects to do, and I barely got them finished, so that was very interesting. I did a critique on Star Trek, the original series, for an English assignment uh, that I turned in this week. Do you enjoy Star Trek, the original series? I do. Um, not nearly as much as Stargate. And I'll tell you why. I, and it's not just like the special effects, because Stargate does have really good special effects, and Star Trek does, obviously it does not. It was made in the 60s. But, like, first of all, none of the episodes ever had anything to do with other episodes. Like, you know, normally in a TV show, there's like a a plot of the week all of the plots like it none of them ever affect each other like it's always like a random plot this week and then we might find some stuff out or something but then the plot won't be relevant again like in any future episodes like it's just like in the very like in the first or second episode they actually figured out how to travel through time and then never again do they do they talk about how they can travel through time they always just act like that never happened that seems like it'd be a very convenient thing. I know, and like it, it's part of like how Stargate they didn't just beam them off of planets whenever they got stuck anywhere. Because like if you can just do that, then the show has no purpose. But like I don't know, like maybe back then because it's a pretty old show, they just didn't think about using like a long-term plot as a device in the show. But yeah, it's certainly strange. But it's good because if you miss an episode, then like you can pick up wherever you are and not have to worry about missing anything because anything from last episode isn't important this episode anyway yeah that's like that was i think that's the nicest thing about it is that you don't have to worry about missing anything because they're all completely unrelated yeah 
I see Star Trek as sort of like one of those series of books where there's like 700 of them and none of them are related to the last one. Uh, right. Well, the Star Trek books are actually a lot like the Stargate books. If someone brings up the Stargate books with me, the first thing I always say is those are not canon. Because those are always, they're not written by the same people who wrote the show. And you don't need to get a license or anything to, well, you do need to get a license, but it's really easy to get a license to publish a book. So all the Star Trek books, those are not official things. Those have nothing to do with the actual uh, franchise. That's that's unfortunate, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see them in the library all the time. Yeah, I've seen a lot of books like that, like especially the Star Wars series. There yeah, are like so I don't many get books. like just so many people try and I don't know base their thing off that. It's like that, like yeah, like Star Wars wouldn't even have an opening for books. Like Star Trek might, because none of the adventures have anything to do with each other. But like yeah, like Star Wars, it was one long one long story. It's not like they can just make up more stuff to happen. Yeah, Star Wars was like a saga. Well, actually, I hear Disney's supposed to be like making a sequel to the last uh, episodes four, five, and six. Disney's supposed to be making an Artemis Fowl movie, but that's been on hold since freaking two thousand eight. Yeah, Artemis Fowl was a horrible book, in my opinion. Oh, let's talk about that. Why was it a horrible book? How old were you when you read it? I was thirteen. All right. Whenever I read it. Okay. I just the author's writing style just really kind of annoyed me. That and the plot was really simple. I actually love Ian Coffer's writing style. Like I've read all his books that I could find. Have you read The Supernaturalist? Um possibly. Could you give me a quick plot summary? Okay, so basically this kid I think named like Cosmo or something like that, he lived in this in the future. And he had these friends, they escaped, and then they used, like, the government or whatever used a bunch of electric weapons on them. Okay, I and don't then, think I've read that one, unless that it was is the my one... Unless it favorite was favorite book by him. Oh. Was it... Was, that wasn't the one where they were battling those, like, invisible creatures? I don't think so. Wait, yes, yes. They were, like, these weird invisible creature things, and he was fighting them. Yeah, yeah that one was alright. That that's my favorite book by him. I read that in fourth grade and then fifth grade and then I I don't think I've read it since then. I actually I originally started reading Artemis Fowl because I saw in like a Scholastic book thing, uh, book five, the Eternity Code, which had like computer code on the front cover, and of course I was like, ooh, that looks more interesting than any of the other books in the room. <laughs> and then I found out it was book five, and then I looked up book one, and like I don't know. I don't know what it was, but, like, I immediately, like, I got so into that. I read two fan fictions even once I finished the, the series, and, yeah, the, it was, it was, I enjoyed the series a whole lot. Yeah, I read the first book. I haven't read any of the others just because the first book, I just thought it was kind of slow. I don't know. I just didn't Well, like the it. rest of them, like, it gets, it kind of zooms out. Like, the first book was all about Artemis capturing the fairies and stuff, right? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, so like the other books kind of see Artemis dealing with more of the the fairies' problems. Like it's not just about him and them anymore, it's about bigger stuff. Yeah. You know, I just always pictured Artemis whenever they were describing him or just in general as like the snobby rich kid who no one likes. Well, he was the snobby rich kid who no one likes, but he was a genius snobby rich kid who no one liked. Yeah. And like... and if you read the rest of the series actually, that's a major theme. 
or a major like thing you see recurring is him transitioning from the snobby rich kid to a, a more likable person. Okay. See, then I would probably like the rest of the series more than I like the first book because he didn't really transition much. Yeah, no, the first one he doesn't, but yeah, there's a lot of long-term uh, character development. Anyway, on to uh, our next I topic. I don't know how much Tyler and Michael are involved in this conversation. So I've been browsing the Stargate Reddit recently, the Reddit page, or subreddit is what it's called, sorry. Yeah. And um, it's really annoying. I showed up, I, I started using Reddit and discovered the Stargate Reddit, like, last summer. And at the beginning of last year, they started this year-long rewatch where basically everyone on the subreddit watched the same episode, like, every week, and then they would talk about it. And they did that for a year and finished the entire 17 seasons plus three movies, like, in a year. And it was really cool. But, yeah, like I said, I missed the beginning of it, and I said, oh, well, that sucks, I missed the beginning of it. Now the rewatch is over, right? And all these new people keep showing up to the Stargate subreddit and saying, Hey guys, I have this genius idea that nobody's ever thought of before. Let's do a rewatch that goes for a full year and we can all talk about the episodes. Ha ha ha. Like, it's, it's genuinely annoying, because like, they genuinely think that it's a good idea. They won't go back and look at the rewatch, and then when someone says, We just did that, they say, Well, let's do it again. Like... I just don't want to watch the same TV show over and over and over again. Sorry. So, yeah, that's that. Are Tyler and Michael still on Mumble? Yes. You, you guys haven't talked at all. What's been going on, Michael? Not much. There you go. So, Michael, what do you do at your church? Uh, I'm a janitor, and I do um, video production and stuff for the main service, lights, all the cool stuff, basically. Okay. Yeah, that's what I had to do tonight. <laughs> they were showing some movie. They needed a janitor slash technology person to screen a movie. Well, when you're using ProPresenter to show a movie, it's, you know... <laughs> they just, like, they made things way too complicated. They could do everything they were doing with all of their technology, like, in a way less complicated manner. I mean, it, it looks awesome. Well, the guy who our main, like, audio visual band guy is, is Andy? He, he does it for a, yeah, Andy he does it for a living so he's gonna do it professionally yeah well I was talking about with you though like Michael has been wanting to get a capture card so he could record his Xbox capture stuff um, okay. for the for the gaming channel and I sent him he's always talking about these like $10,000 uh, rack mount cards or like $1,000 rack mount cards and you know like he's not gonna be able to get that for a long time because right now his job is working as a janitor at a church no offense to janitors or churches, but, like, that's just not a high-income job specifically. Yeah. Um, and, like, I sent him one. It's the it's the Roxio... I think it was... Let's see. Roxio Game Capture HD Pro is what it's called. And it is uh, $120, and you can use it with any of the new, like, the latest generation consoles... You plug it into the console, your TV, and your computer, and it will record your games in full 1080p. Which is still in my favorites list. I just haven't gotten around to looking at it. Yeah, and I'm not saying you should buy it just because I said it, but like even after I showed that to you, you're still talking about like the professional stuff. Like I get if you're working at a church or like a big company that needs to have all that streaming power because that church streams their all services to two other churches. Um, so they have to be able to do all that reliably. But, like, if you're just doing something out of your house, you don't need the most, like, expensive stuff 
possible. You can get by with things that work. Um, says the person who helped you build an Exxon, uh, Xeon server for um, Minecraft. Yeah, I was just going to say that it says, you know, it's, you know, you just said that and I'm sitting next to a ridiculous build for Minecraft. <laughs> I've still got people yelling at me because I mispronounced Xeon. I, I said Exxon. Like, I, it was one video and I've still got people posting pictures of my face photoshopped over in like an oil worker making fun of me. And then I, I submitted that. I submitted those tweets to Twitter and I said, hey, this is breaking your rule of no targeted harassment, and they sent me an automated email back saying that they could not find the tweets broke any of the rules of Twitter. So, like, uh, just so everyone knows, cyberbullying is not against Twitter's rules. You didn't tell me about that. It just happened recently. So, yeah, Twitter is obviously a very ethical company. So, Jacob, that is why I do not use social networking at all. Yeah, well, I, I know how to take it. <laughs> um... I can take it fine. I just get annoyed and find it to be pointless. Yeah, I mean, I, w I get annoyed and find YouTube to be pointless, but, you know, as the owner of a YouTube channel or the, you know, creator of a YouTube channel who's trying to make money, it, even though I'm making money with Dailymotion 2, I gotta keep my options open to me. But yeah, I think it's fine if you don't want to use a specific social network. Now, I will tell everyone that on the Nerd on the Street website, cyberbullying is against the rules and can get you banned. So if you're looking for a safe, fun community to talk about technology, nerdonthestreet.com is the place to be. So I'm very excited. Uh, Technic is having a live stream tomorrow night about the new Technic platform. And they will apparently be changing a lot of stuff about the platform, which, if you don't know, I use the Technic platform to distribute my mod pack. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to see what changes are in store. It sounds like they're introducing a an updated version of their Solder API. That was weird. Two people just died on the server at once. But anyway, yeah, it looks like when like a mod pack updates, you only have to download the updated mods. You don't have to download the whole mod pack over again. So that sounds very interesting. I just hope I don't have to completely redo everything I just spent my spring break on. So interesting uh, little thing that YouTube's analytics brought up. According to YouTube analytics, 99.9% .9 of our viewers are either male or female. That is the most specific thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that is brilliant. So, what's the other 0.1%? I don't know. You'll have to ask YouTube. The folks at YouTube are not the smartest people in the world. Apparently. Are they like dogs or... I mean, well, everything's either male or female, so I guess they just have to be like asexual. I guess. What, Michael? They can't make... They can't keep the same, like, channel layout or anything for more than about a month, Yeah, so. they can't get my subscriptions to me, which is annoying. Also, um, YouTube, when you upload your channel art, they actually will not accept... PNG images, which stands for Portable Network uh, Graphic. They they actually make you convert it to a JPEG before you can upload it. And also, they had a, a tour of YouTube, and I, I forgot to go and get the actual quote, but one of the employees in the tour said uh, something like, they were talking about the rec room, they are like, this is my favorite room because we have trikes in here, and it showed the people who are supposed to be 
working on fixing my subscription box, writing trikes around an office instead, which made me very angry. That That's very, very productive. That's what you do when you get paid too much money. Uh, Daily Motion actually, you know, Google owns YouTube. Uh, Daily Motion, Yahoo tried to buy out Daily Motion, and Daily Motion actually would not let them because they did not want an American company owning their company. But um, they did start talking with Microsoft about buying a minority stake in Dailymotion, which would at least mean that there would be video servers in the U.S., which would be good for me. So, yeah, I might be an official supporter of Microsoft soon. How about that? Do you not like Microsoft? Not really. Well, I don't like Windows. But you like Mac. What, what do you mean I like Mac? It, it's based on Unix. It looks fine. It, it acts fine. Works fine. I'm not sure why I just strongly dislike Apple operating systems. You can't say anything about it when you've only used iOS. You Actually, can't say that. I've, I've used the Mac OS now. I don't like it. How long, that, how long just... did you use it before you... Michael. What? Tyler, stop it. Devin, what were you we talking about? Oh, right. How long did you use Mac OS? I used it for just like a few hours, and I just really did not like the layout at all. What computer was it on? It was a Mac Air? MacBook Air or something like that, I think. Alright, so did you know any of the, uh, like the trackpad gestures or anything? Yeah, I knew the gestures and stuff because there was like a little manual thing that I used, but. I think it might have been um, the way the icons are set up on the bottom of the screen. Oh, the dock? Yeah, I didn't like that on a computer. The dock has to be one of my favorite things with macOS just because it's just all right there. Yeah, I, I think it's fine if, if people don't like it. Yeah, personally, like when I had my Windows laptop before I built my gaming computer, I uh, I like installed like, docs on Windows and Linux so many times, and I tried to make it look like macOS just because I liked how it looked. But, yeah, it's definitely different from Windows. Like, it doesn't... It just doesn't work the same way. Now, have you tried Linux? I have... I think I tried it once, but it's been a long time. Yeah, it's changed a lot. Yeah, I'm sure it's changed, like, a lot since I've used it. There's like a ton of different distributions too, so you can't just say choose one version of Linux and say you don't like it. Yeah, it is a completely different experience on every distribution. That's yeah, true. I, I never, I only tried like one different, one version of Linux, and I didn't. I'm not gonna say anything good or bad about Linux because I've never like, I don't really know. I had people commenting on my YouTube channel telling me that if I want them to like my videos, I should not be so techy. I saw that comment. Wasn't that the point of your YouTube channel? Yes, that is a tech channel. It is a technology YouTube channel, so if you don't like tech, you should probably get off the channel. I, I'm sorry. Go to the gaming channel. Yeah, yeah, go to the gaming channel, the entertainment channel. I've also had... A, I hate it when people have bad grammar, and then they're either like, sorry for the bad grammar, like... English isn't my... I don't speak English, which obviously you do if you're typing in it. Or, like, it, I've had more than once... Sorry for the bad grammar. I'm in India. Like, if I go to India, will I be excused from grammar? Yeah, I've seen that before, and I don't understand why that would make you excluded from grammar. And, like, if anyone in India is listening to this, I don't mean to, like... If you, like, seriously don't learn 
grammar or something, then I don't mean to offend you. But yeah, it just gets really annoying when I've got like I've I've had like a whole lot of people in India liking my Facebook page actually, and yeah, like they've always always got bad grammar. Like it's just like I don't know what the deal is. Like that's got to be a stereotype, but like I can acclaim that that stereotype is true. At least most of the time. Yeah. No, all the time. So what else is new? We had a whole lot of good... Devin, I think in the future we should just do it, you and me. Because, like, I don't know what the deal is with these guys. But somehow them not talking is making it worse. Well, you told me to speak unless I'm spoken to. So we were talking about Linux and um, poor perceptions of it. I've got a quote from Chris Perillo. He said on his Twitter page... Lots of newcomers to Linux use Ubuntu, but have you ever tried KDE? Am I the only one who uh, gets that? Michael, did you get that before I explain it to you? I, I didn't. Devin? I do not understand that at all. Ubuntu is a Linux distribution. KDE is a Linux desktop environment. Oh. So it's like saying lots of people use Windows, but have you ever tried Chrome? <laughs> yeah. So basically, he's just either stupid or trying to be funny. Yeah, no, it, it was a, like he just doesn't know anything about Linux. He is a hardcore Apple fan, and he is obviously biased. And he always it goes out of his way to say he's not biased, even though he is. And that makes oh, me yeah, mad. Oh, yeah, he is. Um, and he used to be not as biased. He used to be fair about stuff. He he started – he stopped doing tech videos. All he ever does is vlogs anymore. I actually – right – he put up a video saying, all right, from now on, all my vlogs are going to be on one channel, and all my tech and geek videos are going to be on the other channel. And I commented saying, you might want to put the geek videos with your vlogs and do the tech videos on their own channel, because, you know, geeky videos and tech videos are not the same thing. A video about Star Wars is not the same thing as a video about iCloud, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he actually responded to my comment, which is always cool when a big YouTuber does that. But he said, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something very, very similar in wording to, if you don't like how I run my channel, that's your problem. So he sounds a little bit arrogant. <laughs> the problem is he is arrogant because he, he was one of the first people to start vlogging on YouTube. Because of that, YouTube partnered with him. He got a whole bunch of money. Um, and he, well, I mean, he basically lives his life off of, like, his YouTube and website earnings. Let me tell you, Chris Perillo, if the audience does not like your videos, that is most certainly your problem. Because if they stop watching your videos, you stop getting paid, and then you're basically unemployed. That sounds like your problem to me. Jacob, you sound pretty angry at this, uh, Chris Perillo. It, it makes me angry how he's so successful. Uh, is is the only thing I get angry at anyone who's successful where I'm not. <laughs> it, it just in the field where you're not, and you're trying to be. Yeah. Uh, I generally use YouTube mainly as just entertainment, unless I need to figure out how to do something. I do use YouTube as my main source of entertainment, and then I've my family has Netflix too. I use Netflix when I run out of YouTube videos to watch. I actually, yeah, me too. I recorded a video recently on my DVR to watch because my family still pays for cable even though they hardly ever watch it. Um, and I recorded The Born Identity. Pretty good movie. Uh, I felt like the acting could have been better, but everything else about it was good. And they, um, I, I now remember why I don't watch cable anymore. Because when you watch TV, you just call it commercials, right? There's just these commercials that are on and that's normal. 
Yeah. Well, on the internet, you might or might not have like one ad before a video starts, you know? Yeah. And then that's it. And maybe one after the video's done or like one in the, the pop-up on the bottom. But there were so many ads on my cable box. And like if you call them ads instead of commercials, it just makes you realize how bad it is. Yeah. Because there were like 500 of them between every 10 minutes of a show. Yeah, I know. It was ridiculous. It was like a one and a half hour movie and it was like a three hour recording. Yeah, I, I hate when that happens. So Tyler left. Yeah. Jacob, this actually feels like 38 minutes this time because I've just been sitting in this I little... I know. Last time it was like an actual conversation. That was like the absolute best case scenario. Yeah, now I'm like just in a little box walking around kind of bored. <laughs> what did we talk about last time? Well, I mean, we talked about a bunch of different stuff. We talked about... You explained what machinimas were to me, and you explained what Let's Plays were, and all kind of... I got explained a lot of stuff. Yeah, maybe you could get Grayson to be on one of these. No, not on a Minecraft thing, because I doubt he plays Minecraft. Yeah, but like I meant on a video in general. Because I feel like he would be great, because he's... Like, some people are just good at keeping people entertained, you know? Yeah. But, like, I don't know if the interest is there or if the time's there, because I actually don't know Grayson as well as I know the rest of you, even though I sit next to him in band. Every day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I also sit next to Emma, and I don't know her way too well either. See, I typically talk to either you... Yeah, I usually talk to you more than any of the other people in the French horn section. Yeah. Because band buddies for life, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Devin, me and Michael are designated bus seat reservers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens when you're on a six-hour bus bus ride to Blue Springs. It's like on the way there, you're talking, and on the way back, you're just like, "I'm just gonna go to sleep now." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I've had uh, the opportunity to let other people sit with me before, and you know, I've I've actually seriously thought, you know, maybe I'd like this person sitting next to me better than Michael. But I've always just been like, "Yeah, no, I'll just save it for Michael. He's fine." Yeah. Dude, should we explain the whole band buddies for life thing? Because I feel like no one listening to this would understand. I don't even understand it. Okay, so basically the band buddies for life thing started when I was in eighth grade and Jacob was a freshman at Oakville High School. So they had this thing where the eighth graders would come to the high school and help out the marching band at a football game. And it wasn't really helping out. It was more just finding out what it was. Like, what marching band did. We really didn't learn that much about what marching band did, but that's what it was meant for. So, anyways, we would get... All the 8th graders would get paired up with someone from the high school that's in band. Usually from their instrumental section. So, I got paired up with Jacob because I played French horn and he... No, he you did French not horn. get paired up with me. Never mind. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I got paired up with a trumpet player. I forgot. I he got paired abandoned up with a, you, if I recall. Yeah, I got trumpet. I got paired up with a trumpet player, and he was a complete jerk. Who and was it? He, I do not know. I feel like he was a senior, but he was a complete jerk, and then he abandoned me. So I went and found Jacob, whose younger band buddy counterpart. He, um, they had abandoned him, and so then, yeah, and then Jacob, he adopted me. So 
then we decided that we would be band buddies for life. And I saw him actually more frequently than I thought I would between then and freshman year. Yeah, well, I remember I saw you at the thing where they showed us the new marching band uniforms. Yeah, and the whole Hawaii thing when they said that we were yeah. going to Hawaii. And I saw you at um, at summer school, too. Yeah, at summer school. Which I really didn't expect to see you until freshman year at all, so... <laughs> yeah, no, summer school was great. When I went to summer school, I saw Kayla Shimmer, her, and Donald was there. And I think, like, one or two other people from band might have been there. And it was really... Oh, yeah, Jenna Engel was there, who wasn't in band this year, but she was last year. And that was really great. Uh, like, people almost just want to take summer school, if not for the extra credits, just to meet people before they join. Because then I actually knew people when school started. Even once yeah. band camp... Like, I walked in... I didn't just walk into school knowing people. I actually walked into band camp knowing people. Yeah. See, I actually, like, really enjoyed summer school. And I took gym. And usually I'm not huge on physical things. But... I think it was just the fact that it was basically just hanging out with for like four hours. Yeah, yeah. Summer school gym was fun. Yeah, like it's just like, yeah, it's not as hard and you don't have to worry about other classes and stuff. Yeah. So much easier than band camp. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've had people tell me to take summer gym, and I'm like, band camp's going to kill me anyway, so I'm just going to not do that. No, <laughs> summer gym is about 300% easier than band camp. It is. It is at least 300% easier. And apparently, my first year of band camp, we had it easy. Oh, means... that was... The, it was overcast, like, half the day. That was the best band camp we have ever had. It really was, because the year before, it was like you'd walk outside, and you. it was like it was like standing in front of an open oven, like, almost all the time. It was miserable. Yeah, so that means next year for me is going to be hell at band camp. Probably, and also since they're kicking up the discipline, at least when it was hot for us, like, it was more laid back. This year they actually, like, made us be quiet a lot more, and we did better, so, I mean, it worked, but, yeah. They should, like, kick down the discipline whenever, <laughs> whenever it's really hot, because... Well, I, I don't know about you, but I actually enjoyed being recognized, like, with awards and stuff, being recognized by other bands for being good. Like, that felt good. That did... To actually win stuff. Yeah. Because hey, we didn't do did you well guys last win year. anything last year? Uh, last year we got second place once or twice. Yeah, but we, we only got, we did the... We didn't do that well this year. No, I'm talking in uh, in class. We got first in class multiple times this year. Last year oh, we okay. did not make it to finals one time. Now this year we did not go to BOA, if I recall, right? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Yeah. I was mad. At... Yeah, I don't... I didn't like that like what is like, BOA? I, can you explain to it's me? bands it's... of america it's basically a like most of the competitions we went to this year like mizzou you know that was mizzou's competition mizzou holds it it's one day it's done blue springs like blue springs held that competition it was one day it's done bands of america is a national tournament basically okay so if we had actually made it into finals and been like the first or second in finals of voa which we never would have been but like it's it's i've heard it's really great to be just in finals of voa but if we had like actually gotten first in finals in voa then we go on to like regionals and then like national championships and stuff like that's what voa is it's it's a much bigger program than just the individual competitions yeah so when you were in middle school you went to oakville correct Yep. 
Yeah, so did you guys ever, like, do anything in band? Because you guys, your guys' band wasn't really that great. We went, I heard one of your concerts, I don't know if it was your grade specifically, I think it was my grade, it was not that good. Uh, I don't know about you, my band was pretty good, except for the trumpets. Yeah. Sorry, trumpets, because I know some of them still, even though none of the, well, only one of them still in band, and uh, whatever. Anyway... Our band was super small by eighth grade. It was like, it like it started out as you know like a hundred people in sixth grade, right? We had like ten people in brass and percussion, and probably like ten to fifteen people in woodwind in eighth grade. Does that sound about right, Michael? It does sound about right. Plus, we had a change of directors too. Remember? It well, was, no, so that but, was a- yeah, that was near the end. But yeah, like it was so small, and then transitioning from that to a hundred kids in marching band was huge it's like it, it like i i feel like we were actually better because there weren't as many of us because in marching band if there's a part you can't play you just fade out right yeah yeah and then other people will play for you yeah in uh when i was in eighth grade if you stopped playing everyone can immediately tell because pretty much everyone had a different part and there were so not it, enough of us to double up parts so it was about the size of concert band at our school uh i don't know how big concert band is Probably about the same size. Very small. I know. I think Kevin Mitchell's still in concert band. He is. For um, who's that? That's a person who has hearing disabilities, and was in my Boy Scout troop, and also was in robotics last year. Nobody tell him that it's back. Why? Shh. <laughs> why? Why no one tell him that it's back? Because uh, I, he was the safety inspector last year, or the safety assistant, or whatever. Which means that he did what? Uh, well, he basically just kept telling the safety inspector at the competition to come back later. That's what he did. That sounds like a really tough job. For My team was a little too busy taking apart our robot, cutting it down to half the size, and putting it back together to worry about safety. <laughs> because apparently they changed the rules and decreased the size of the robot last year. So this year, instead of entering us in the real competition, we got entered into the regional competition. Um, uh, not not like the regional competition, a more local competition. We were in the first robotics competition last year, and now I want to start wrapping up, of course, right as we start talking. But yeah, last year we were in the first robotics competition. This year we did another one called Vex. And first was like, it was at Chaffetz Arena was where it was held. And there were... Like, the entire place was filled up. You know how big that place is, right? Uh, no, I have not seen it. Oh, well, like, there were there were dozens upon dozens of teams, like, there. Like, more than dozens. There were, like, probably at least 50 teams. And it was, like, this huge tournament. And it was, like, on the news. Uh, and it was live... Like, it was live-streamed. First is, like, a really big uh, just company in the industrial robotics field. Okay, so what did your robot do? It shot frisbees and rolled around. That was last year, right? That was last year. What did it do this year? This year, we're not done with it yet, but it will roll around and shoot buckyballs. I don't know okay. what those are. They're like small hexagonal balls. So basically, what your robots do that you build every year is it rolls around and shoots stuff. This year, I believe the... Well, yeah, but it does it like... Obviously, Frisbees has to be horizontal into a slot. This year, I believe, first had like a soccer setup. Uh, Vex does not have like an actual sports setup. 
Vex, it's just um, like you shoot things, and it's not even goals. The point is, Vex is for middle school, and we're in it this year because our, I guess, our teacher thought that it would be good for us to do a less serious competition because we, like, it was just, we slipped up one time last year, and that was only the second year we'd ever done the first competition. But yeah, he signs us up for this. Now, he said that since Vex, since high schools host events rather than, like, Vex renting out a place, he said there would be more competitions than there were last year because last year there was only one and if you don't get into the top 10 then you don't advance it's a tournament right yeah this year it's not like that all the competitions are held by uh high schools it's still a tournament if you advance you can go on to like regionals and stuff but um yeah it's all held by high schools well turns out there was only one high school in the entire st louis area who was uh hosting one of those that's interesting and then you you want to know what would be really fun Instead of having robot competitions where your robots shot things, you would have robot competitions where your robots battled until no longer functional. Uh, well, that would cost too much. Why? Because it's really expensive. Just throw on a flamethrower and some saw blades and such. No, no like, it, it's really expensive when your pocket's destroyed. Anyway, I want to finish my story. The only other school in the entire St. Louis region, like... They, I don't know if it was the principal or the technology director, but some person like quit their job at the school, and so that school basically canceled the only St. Louis competition for Vex. That's thanks. So now our school, uh, we decided it would be a just a great idea if we hosted the competition ourselves. Um, but how, but it was too late to register with Vex, so now we are basically loaning a an arena from that school who actually knew what they were doing and we are going to be hosting an independent competition that's going to be after the world championships have already ended uh yeah for the st louis area and we don't have any working robots yet yeah but to answer your question Devin, robot controller parts are like thousands of dollars <laughs> well yeah the controller is probably the most expensive thing the problem is the crio2 that we were using last year that's actually used in like professional like assembly lines and stuff for manufacturing companies. That was expensive. This year, the Vex Cortex plastic thing that we're using is not expensive. All depends on what you buy. That's your controlling unit, right? Uh, that is what, yeah, what controls the robot itself. So that's not like the joystick. That's the actual, it's basically the computer part of the robot. Okay, so last year it was high quality and this year it's a piece of crap. Pretty much. Because huh. there's like a there's a board inside the robot. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jacob. I don't know a whole lot about this, but that you connect like all your motors to and stuff, right? Yeah, that's the the I as a programmer, I call that the microcontroller or just the controller. Everyone gets really confused about that because when I say controller, they think I mean the joystick. But yeah, that's the the controller. And like I said last year, we were using one that's actually used in like assembly line things and stuff. This year, we're using one that's made for middle school education. Yeah, because I remember last year there was a board on the robot that all the servos and stuff connected to, and then there was a router that you used for communication. Yeah, this year, instead of a router, we just have like a USB like wireless card. The router's built into the controller. And instead of servos, the motor just the motors just plug into the controller. And it's like way, like we are, we're actually using the same robot parts in the robotics class as we are in the robotics uh, club. And like we made a an arm to pick up a tennis ball with in the class and the arm was too heavy for two of the motors to pick up. 
Like, it's just, it's absolute horrible quality products. Did you go back to the other stuff? Do you still have the controller boards and stuff from your old robot? We have the controller boards, but the, the problem was we used LabVIEW, which once again, LabVIEW is a programming language that's actually used in industrial workplaces. Um, but LabVIEW is really expensive. Texas Instruments makes it. Um, which if you don't, if you aren't familiar, Texas Instruments has really cheap products in their calculator section and then really expensive products on their manufacturing section. Sounds like a, sounds like Adobe. So yeah, they, the, the only reason we had LabVIEW last year was because we were part of the first competition. So this year, um, yeah, basically the robot from last year is complete junk because we can't use it. Now I am going to push all the influence I have into getting us back into the first competition next year, getting the teacher to let that happen. But don't you still have LabVIEW, or do you guys not have LabVIEW anymore? We have LabVIEW, but it's the problem with the uh, the license keys. You know, the it all goes through the internet now, so our one-year license key ran out, uh, so we can't open it anymore. It won't let us do anything with it. I'm sure you could fix that. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes, illegally. That's a great idea, Michael. I actually um, already tried. I couldn't. It didn't work. Good job, Jacob. Um, so I assume we're going to be wrapping this up here soon, at least, because isn't it over yes. like 40 minutes now? <laughs> we are about to an hour, but I will edit it down to a very interesting 38 minutes. Okay, then. So, yeah, anything anyone else wants to say before we end here? Yeah, hi. I actually do have one question for you, Jacob. Did, did you ever get your, uh, did you ever get that, that really good laptop back that you guys used last year? Is that still gone? Uh, no, the metals room's using that. So if you could get that back for me, that'd be great. For what? For LabVIEW. Next year. Next year we'll get it back when we do the real competition again. Down with Vex. Let the monopoly of first continue. Uh, so yeah, that was the second ever Nerd of the Street podcast. I'm Jacob Kaufman. I'm Devin Gobble. And I'm Michael Chanel. And we will see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>